Hey, hey, hey. Welcome aboard, everybody. It is Monday. It is Memorial Day. And this is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I'm one of those Scots. I'm Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. That's right. We get together every single day, Monday through Friday, and uh, try to guide you in that journey to head back to the window and cash those winning tickets. That's what it's it's all about, baby. It's all about. So we would appreciate it uh, if you'd take a minute to smash that like button. Just just pound that thumb. Get your aggression out with your clicks right there. And of course, don't forget to get subscribed to both of our YouTube channels, the Winners and Winners YouTube channel and the Max Wagers Network channel, Max Wagers Network, where you can find great content all day long, Monday through Friday noon. Sean Higgs doing midday money. One o'clock. It's the plus money, honey. I'm bringing you morning wood with Allie Burns. Two o'clock, me and Chris doing just parlays. Three o'clock, I sprint across the, across the complex, get into Studio B and do this show with Scott Reichel as we head back to the window. 4 p.m. is soccer from around the globe with Sean Miller, bringing it all home with um, game time decision with the Nick brothers, with the Nick brothers, the Earl brothers, Nick and Tim, along with Detroit Lenny at 5 p.m. So, yeah, there you go. Great lineup, Scott. I just have it on the background all day long. Yeah. Either way, there you whatever go. works for you. <laughs> Solid endorsement, Cotton. Thanks very I, much. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, you know. <laughs> terrible. You'd be terrible an advertising man. Thank you. Coffee's for closers. Put that coffee down. One of my one of my top three favorite scenes in any movie. Really? The movie's kind of eh. Oh, you know the scene I'm talking about? I was going to say, do you have, what are the other two? Oh... Wow, that's a, that's a uh, that's a. Uh, you said uh, top three, so I thought okay. you had three ready to go. Uh, no, I don't. How about the uh, how about Tar in the Roof in uh, Shawshank Redemption? Okay. And uh, do you trust your wife? Do you trust your wife? The exactly and yeah. the uh, let's call let's call it the uh, the whole uh, ballroom sequence of the Blues Brothers. Okay, for a second you said the ballroom sequence. I thought you were gonna say Dirty Dancing. No, no, easy, okay. easy. That'd have been easy? Short, okay. It'd have kicked me off the show. Uh, no, that's the orange whip, orange whip, orange yeah, whip. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Hey, JC Stone wants to know if we get overtime for working holidays. Uh, no, as my dad used to say, you get your reward in heaven, son. They don't call it undertime. They don't call it undertime. <laughs> uh, no, but all of our underbets are screwed since we have to work overtime. But, um, no, it's a day. It's just, a, it's a day for us. We get, what else am I supposed to be doing? Basically, uh, we get four days off a year. It's the all-star break. I don't even get off then. I'm still making daily videos. What are you do? What are you doing on your daily videos? Uh, either tennis or some other sports going on. Oh yeah, sure. Okay. UFC. Mm, a lot of UFC going on Monday nights, are there? No, but I can do a look at. It. <laughs> but when it comes to daily videos, I, I'm pretty sure I've, I haven't taken a day off from a daily video in five years. Wow! I think. Look at you. Look at you. Very good. And um, yeah, we talked about it. We talked about. All the good stuff. You were looking for uh, my best place. I do have my premium picks available. Check that link in the description. What else, Scott? Caesars. They they're great. If you haven't done that, if you haven't if you haven't taken a free shot at Caesars yet, you should do that because it's getting close to the end of the month. I don't know, Scott. I don't know how much long the promo is going to last, but it's up to eleven hundred dollars. Bet insurance. It's your first bet, first deposit at Caesars Sportsbook. Got to be, of course, one of the states where Caesars is. I shouldn't have to tell you guys this, but if you don't have Caesars in your state, sorry. Um, got to use the code ATS wins Caesar ATS wins C Z R. 
That is in the show description today, as well as a link to the promo. And don't forget to use that code. You must be 21 to play. Of course, 18 in New Hampshire and Wyoming is okie dokie. Scott, how'd your weekend go? Overall, went pretty well. Uh, yeah, can't complain. It was going pretty well in the first place. And then I ended up depositing into a poker site just to use the sports book. That's how you know that you've really, you know, uh, become ingrained in the industry when you start depositing in uh, sites for one purpose and you use the opposite purpose or use a different purpose. Right. And I hit a five to one shot on there. So that made my entire weekend pretty much. Nice. And besides that, I should have basically broken even today, but I guess I'm going to ask you this since I'm the co-host. If one potential sports book with some house rules is trying to screw me, but they used to sponsor our show. Can I call them out? Because they don't actively sponsor us, but I don't know if I should because they might in the future. I think you have to. You think I have to use the name or I have to not use the name? I think you can, but um, I would say I'm not probably the person that should be the arbiter of that decision. <laughs> so okay. if you wanted to talk to somebody above me, and uh, get me off the hook for this uh, terrible choice you forced me to make, then that'd Fair be, enough. that'd be a good Okay, thing. well, either way, it's a two-letter acronym. Okay. Let's go that way. All right. So you can narrow it down there. Uh, but I ended up having a tennis match earlier this morning. I had Sinner and Rublev over three and a half, because why would you not have Sinner and Rublev over three and a half? Seems like I mean, a no-brainer. I'm sure you had a bunch of money on no it. Brainer. No-brainer. 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 Lock of the so, day. So just remind me. In men's tennis and grand slams, how many sets do you need to win out of five? I believe you're going to need to win three out of five. That is correct. So if you have over three and a half, that means that if each player wins at least one set, you're locked. You automatically win, correct? You can't lose. So they were playing, uh-huh. and each player won one of the first two sets. Okay. They went into the third set. Uh huh. A guy retired, he got injured. No bet. DraftKings voided it. No bet. I just said the book. My bet. Is it in their rules? The house rules say, let me just pull it up. It says, if any game is abandoned due to injury, bad weather, whatever, all bets that have already been settled up to the point of time of abandonment will stand. Okay. So I, I guess the loophole is it hasn't automatically or officially been settled. Yep. But the counter argument is it's impossible to lose, so it should be settled. Uh, you know what, when you, when you, when you know, bet me on a baseball game, that's, it's already gone over. Yeah. And you know, bet my total. rain delay. What? Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. it. It's just a spot where I wasn't fully expecting them to change their decision, but since it's a bet that you automatically cannot lose, I do feel like more sports books should pay, but of course they're not going to because they don't need to. Fair enough. All right. That's a good, but that's a good. Anyways, Monday. that was kind of how my morning went. So it's a good Monday. The weekend rant. was very good. As for this morning, could have been better, I guess. Cause I got, you know, I got a profitable bet just ripped from me. Right. I got a push for it instead, but it is what it is. All right. Fair enough. Timmy Earl in the house. What's up, Tim? Hope you're having a great Memorial day. G money back. He was over on the last show. Good to see G money here. Uh, Coca-Cola 600 ending was insane. We were talking about that. Before we went on the air, I uh, got screwed twice and then got lucky with Hamlin and Harvick top four. Ha- Har- Hamlin win and Harvick top four. Very nice, JC. 
truth is, I completely lost track of pretty much everybody in the race when you went to double overtime because the first overtime, half the cars crashed. But then pretty much every car involved in the wreck besides Logano stayed in the top 10 despite ramming into the wall. Like Chastain crashes into Larson. He goes through the infield. The car's just like half, you know, damaged. You look up, he's in second place. What? I mean, his car fell apart anyway during the restart, but I'm looking up at Stenhouse. He goes slamming into the wall. Right. And you look back up, he's, he's in fifth place. He's fine. Like, he has a flesh fine. wound. Like, they really, we're just going to buff out those scratches. Like, I, I really didn't follow how any of the cars was, were able to stay, but it was a hell of a race. Next gen cars, a little tougher, seems, huh? I guess. Or maybe the actual rules regarding how, uh, regarding the shape of your car are more lenient no. when it comes to staying on the track. I the, doubt it. The rule is you got to you got to maintain minimum speed. And if you're running in the top 10, you're obviously doing fine. I guess, uh, but it was a crazy race. Probably yep. the craziest ending to any Coca-Cola 600. I can't think of a crazier ending. No. Super Sly yeah. in the house. What's up, Sly? Good to see you, you basically man. had double overtime. You don't yeah, really see I, that that often. And, of course, I was at a uh, little Memorial Day festival here in KC, so I saw... None of the race. I saw the last it's two. It's not barbecuing. I, I, it's grilling. I literally right? saw the last two laps. What? It's not barbecuing. It's grilling. Right? You're the one who told me that. Yes. It's a, that was actually that they were actually barbecuing. It was they were some some smoking. Pulled the okie doke on me. <laughs> it was not a. Uh, it was not. No. This was a big like the symphony orchestra played and shit. Uh, food trucks okay. and barbecue and stuff. So nice. It was a big deal. Fireworks uh, followed and uh, then a massive traffic jam. Big fun. Big fun. So. Yeah, make sure you guys uh, uh, check out the World War One Memorial if you're ever in Kansas City. Very cool. It looks like a giant penis in Midtown. So, uh, so penis on the prairie. The, that's the actual. Uh, I know that's Nebraska. Capital yeah. of Nebraska. Yeah, it is. So, hey, let's find out. Uh, let's find out what happened yesterday. We need to talk about a couple of things that happened yesterday. A couple of games. By the way, I did a brain fart last night. I did my video and said there's only baseball today, no hockey. I forgot about Game 7 and the Rangers. I had that in my brain that was on Tuesday for some reason. So if anybody watched my video and roasted me in the comments, uh, I get it. Just well, we got no NBA for the next, like, three days. Save so. your breath. Right. Exactly. So, all right, man. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what happened yesterday, the good news, the bad news. The people that uh, took it to the bank and the people that, unfortunately, perhaps maybe... Took it in the shorts. You guys know who you are. And now we're going to share that information with the world. We'll find out who were the winners, who were the whiners on the Memorial Day of a edition of Call the Cops. All right, well, we're going to start off in the NBA. And perhaps you saw that game last night, Scott. Maybe you were like me. You had the over. Maybe you didn't get a great number like I did. I had it at 195.5, but maybe you had it at 196.5. Wow, you think that mattered? It certainly did. Celtics Heat over 196.5. All they needed, 40 points. Got 157 through 3. Had, had game handicapped absolutely correctly. Need 40 points in the fourth quarter, kids. That's it. Nope, can't get there. 21-18. Struce tried to hit another miracle to put everybody over at the buzzer. Couldn't quite get there. Well, not quite the buzzer, but uh, yeah. Couldn't get it home. He made one miracle to get it over 195.5. Couldn't make the second one to get it even further over. That game landed 196. Woo! Woo! If you got down late, 196.5. Call the cops. And if you had the under nine in the Giants-Reds game, you you had two runs through the first seven innings. 
And then you had eight runs in the final two innings. No extra inning bad beats needed because they did it in regular time. So the game landed 10. Horrific beat. Horrific beat. And you know what? Let's follow it up with another one, shall we? You had the uh, White Sox and the Cubbies, the battle of the Dan Ryan. If you had that under eight, man, you are a genius. One run through the first eight innings. Let's close it up. Let's go home. I don't know. You want to put up two in the bottom? I don't give a fuck. Let's just get your 2-1 winner. Nope. White Sox tied the game in the bottom of the ninth on a wild pitch. We go to extras. Okay, we got a man on second. We got a couple runs. We can afford that. How about seven? Seven more runs. The game landed Nueve at nine. Uh, you're under eight. It is a distant memory. Call the cops. I skipped about a bunch of the bad beats in extra innings because, of course, the Cubs had multi-run leads on several occasions. Right. But you get the you get the idea. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Well, there was some good news out there. The nice, easy victories that we all strive for. By the way, only one of those premiums, only one of those bad beats, was a premium for me. So, yay. Um, but there was some good news, and this is where you want to be. These are the nice, easy victories. It still gives you time after the game, uh, after it's been decided for you, that you can go out there and maybe get a little grilling in and uh, serve the family some uh, some dogs or some brats or some burgers or whatever. But you didn't have to worry about the game because you, my friend, were sitting in the rocking chair. So the first one, if you had the Red Sox minus one and a half against the Orioles, they led six to nothing after four innings, and they won twelve to two. Very good. How about those Brewers uh, in the shadow of the Gateway Arch? You had the Brewers on the money line. They went, they led four zip after five. They end up winning that one eight to zippy. No worries, Brewers fans. You were sitting in the rocket chair. And the last one, if you had the Twins team total over four and a half against the Royals, they scored five runs in the first four innings, and they finished with seven. Seemed like the Royals make this list a lot, not necessarily in a good way. Just saying. Uh, okay. Uh, let's. <laughs> For those of you that think American sports fans are perhaps a little bit out of control, Maybe there's a mother and his son that yells at Chris Paul. Uh, maybe there's some fingers coming out of the crowd, whatever. Maybe some there's some popcorn some... gets thrown on an occasion. Right. Maybe somebody's gluing themselves to the floor to protest chicken killing, whatever it is. They do not hold a candle. Nay, they do not hold a flare <laughs> to the fans in Europe. Scott, for God's sakes, let's find out who it is. Ooh, la, la. Uh, somebody is the donkey of the day. All right. Um, Scott, uh, the fans of uh, Saint-Étienne, they are not happy about relegating, being relegated, are they? Uh, not, not quite. Tell us, tell us what happened when the game was over and it became apparent that they were going to be relegated to the lower division. So just so people know, they have a relegation playoff. It went to penalty kicks. They lost. But it was in their home stadium. So the fans responded to the team's lackluster result by storming the pitch. And a lot of them had flares in the building. And they started throwing flares at their own players 
And uh, yeah, the players sprinted out of the stadium and there was absolute bedlam. They did not stick around to sign autographs. They did not. Uh, I don't know if you can sign flares with pens. I don't know if that works. But the, chucking flares at your own team's players. They, that is they didn't, something I have not heard before. They didn't even do the ring where they run around and give everybody a high five and thank them for coming out for a great season. They did not. They did not hand one of the players the mic. They didn't have a brief thank you We're going to get them next year. We'll get them next year. No, they did not do that. But the fans uh, went a bit above and beyond. So... I made a tweet about it. There was that time in the NBA playoffs last year. Flares. Trey Young spitting incident, which, of course, is unacceptable. You had the Westbrook popcorn incident. You've had a lot of issues. No flares. Yeah, I was going to say, if you think that U.S. (laughs) fans have issues, you really don't know what's going on in European soccer matches or even just soccer matches in general because Latin America, South America, those fans are crazy too. So – Walk me through this. You're parking your car, and as we all do at sporting events, you get out of your car and you, you go through your checklist, make sure you got everything. You got your keys, you got your wallet, uh, you got some money, make sure you got the tickets. Flares? You guys got, everybody got a flare? You got to smuggle it, though, like in your jean like leg into the socks so they don't pat you down for it. How, <laughs> there are a lot of flares. Who? What, what circumstances were they anticipating where they would need flares? Is the point that if they would have avoided relegation, they would have been happy flares? Happy flares. Happy okay. flares. Now, were they like, they weren't flare guns. They were like road flares, right? They weren't shooting at it at people, but you can chuck them. That's like, I've seen that. I, I watched a, uh, I watched a documentary on this rivalry, this, this, this soccer rivalry. I want to say it was like in Estonia or one of the Eastern European countries. And that's. Flares are a regular occurrence there. Like the stadium yeah. is smoky and shit and. Oh, team buses getting destroyed with people chucking stuff. Like there, there's a lot of soccer stories where fans are, to be honest, lunatics. You had the situation in Mexico, I think it was Guadalajara, where a couple of months ago the fans started beating the crap out of each other during the actual match, and like ten people died. What? Yeah. From fighting? Yeah, in Mexico. What the hell were they like fighting? They started with? beating the crap out of each other. Like there's videos of it. There's like people with like pools of blood on the floor. Good times. Good times. I- I'm just saying, it's 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 a crazy situation with soccer fans. Okay. Somebody took a chair, slammed it into somebody, and then the guy got jumped, and yeah, a lot of a couple people died. They threw him into we the had t- that situation. We had the stampede situation, and what was it? Senegal. Yeah. Yeah. We had that situation. A lot of crazy stuff going on in soccer in the fans. Okay. In the, in the actual stands. All right. There you go. That's, uh, yeah, good for them. Um, but it's not good for them. <laughs> but, well, I mean, it's, uh, it's a, cra- it's just, it, it's a crazy place. But once again, I, Calvin mentions the Chris Paul situation with his parents. I, I get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that any of those domestic fans are in the right. But don't compare that to flares. Imagine if people showed up at the crypto arena and chucked flares at LeBron and Anthony Davis for missing the playoffs. Well, or, you know, take it, take it at least to an outside sport for some, for some kind of comp, you know, that the, you know, the Phillies fans, they're known as being a little fickle. So, you know, maybe, maybe there's a, a, uh, maybe uh, Bryce Harper's going through a slump. 
Uh, maybe mm-hmm. he, maybe he hasn't hit in seven games. So the next time Chuck he's a in, flare at him. Next you know? time he's in the outfield here, why don't you wear a fucking flare, buddy? And J.C. Stone's mentioning the Liverpool uh, things about tunnels and everything for the UEFA final. Forget about that. You have the whole tear gas situation with police just chucking uh, like tear gas at Liverpool fans who weren't even doing anything. Some of them were trying to get into the arena and they got tear gas in their face. It was a very weird weekend for soccer fans and you could add a couple donkeys of the day there, but right. the flair one is really something else when you throw it at your own team's players. That's like, it's like office space when he says, do you have, do you, you're not have you don't have enough flair. And she just pulls out a fucking I got 17 pieces of flair. She just pulls out a fucking flair and shoves it up his ass. How about yeah. now? How about, do I have enough flair now? <sighs> okay. Uh, really makes me want to go out to the old ballpark, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I still want to go to a soccer match at some point, but just be aware. You might want to avoid relegation matches. Uh, I've been to a lot of MLS games and not once have I seen flares. Just not once. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of where I've heard flare situations. Of course, you have this one. Right. I think Turkey had a situation. Okay. Might have been with Shakhtar, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure Turkey had a situation. Yeah, you, you occasionally see some flares or riots or whatever. It, fans are crazy. Fans be crazy, Scott. They are. Hey, odds makers, uh, they do a pretty good job. But every once in a while, there is a result that just does not match up with the line of that particular game. And we have to ask ourselves, Scott, uh, the odds makers, um, guys, seriously, what are we doing here? Maybe are, 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 it's a holiday weekend. Are you drunk? Well, you know, this is a fine story. It just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't compare to flares. Uh, to quote Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares to flares, but... In the Blue Jays-Angels game, the total of that game was eight and a half, Scott. You didn't have to wait long for a result if you were playing the total because they put up 12 runs in the first three innings. Now, they did slow down a little bit as the Angels, of course, had to take a beat. That was a, the, the premium there, of course. Game ended 11 to 10, eight and a half. Oddsmakers, what are we doing here? Well, when each team scores more than the overall game total, I consider that a rocking chair. It's a good sign. That's a good sign. That's a, that's the rockingness of rocking chairs right there. So well, let's check in with the comment section here. Uh, yep, Turkey, all, Turkey always has a situation. I c- I'm pretty sure Turkey had a couple of flare situations, and maybe it wasn't officially a team game, but I think Turkey might have hosted a couple of these UEFA matches or whatever. I'm pretty sure Turkey, like Istanbul, is a usual spot for some of these matches. And you've had several riots in the past. Did, did anybody else see the show I was talking about? It was either on Netflix or like Real Sports or something like that. But it was about this rivalry. And it was two teams in the same town. And it was like they would train to fight and shit. Um, it was, yeah. I know there's a new uh, E60 or 30 for 30 on the Red Wings Avalanche rivalry from like the 90s. They used to kill each other. Is that really? That's what you you thought? Maybe maybe I was confusing it with that. No, not at all. I'm just saying that if you, I can't think of the show you're talking about, but yeah, rivalries will make people do uh, some crazy things. It's nuts. Have you uh, you ever been anywhere near anything like that, Scott? You, but that kind of passion for a team. 
I really haven't had many rivalry games that I've been to. I've been to Yankee Red Sox games. Okay. I've been to Yankees Mets games. I'm, I've never had a situation like the Dodgers Giants situation in the parking lot from like nine years ago where the guy was paralyzed. Right, 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 right. I think he uh, just got paid like a couple tens of millions of like a couple million dollars for what happened there. But uh, I mean, the Giants fans. Was the Dodger fans who beat up the Giants fan or the Giants fan who beat up the Dodger fan? I think it was a. I think it was a Giant fan. Yes, I think that is correct. Yeah, so if you don't know the story, Giants played the Dodgers and a couple of Dodgers fans jumped the guy. It was opening. I think it was opening day. It was opening day. They jumped the Giants fan in the parking lot and they paralyzed him. I mean, fans, listen, it's one thing to like sports. I do. If you start fighting people over your team, I don't think the I don't think the team wants you. Well, I was talking I was talking with Chris uh, the last show. I talked about going to Oakland to see the Raiders play the Chiefs and made the mistake of wearing a, a Chiefs jersey. And you you're catching a bunch of shit all day long. I mean, a bun- not just good natured ribbing like you know you see at rivals. You know where uh, rah, 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 let's have a beer. You know, and, and, it's not team based. It's probably personal personal base yeah it it definitely gets into the realm of uh of personal so yeah it's not to the extent that it is here but raiders fans they're one of a kind no question about it i wouldn't wear a cowboys jersey to an eagles game i could see that i could see that i mean you can make an argument with fans once again it's not just a european issue it's all over the world but yeah fans are crazy well, I just say on behalf of everybody, just knock it off. Knock it the fuck off. Come I'm on. I'm saying, you're re- uh, just to go back for a second, do you really jump the guy because you had an opening day game and you paralyzed the guy in a parking lot? Yeah. yeah really? I know. I know. I know. Did they did they get the guys? I can't remember. Um. Yeah. I think they're. I think they're in jail. Okay. Well, good. That's kind of where they belong. But do you think the Dodgers fans realize that Cody Bellinger has no idea who they are? See. I have to tell you that that you bring that up. That's kind of what calmed me down. I used to be when I was younger, like when I, my whole basically my whole youth, and when I first got married, even until the time I was about thirty, uh, I lived and died with what the local sports teams did. Mm-hmm. And I started having a family, started having kids, started seeing shit that was actually important, and realized priorities. and realized that none of those fuckers cared about how I was doing at my job. I still care if my team does well, but right. at least I acknowledge that if they lose, I'm not going to take it out on random people. Correct. Correct. You know, with Chiefs lost, uh, you know, AFC, AFC Championship last year. And, you know, it sucked. I wanted to see a win. Uh, bummer. And You're not going to pick a fight with Chris King because your team lost to the Bills. No. No. That's just fucking stupid. That's, I, I, you know, they don't care about you. So, sure. Have some fun. Don't make it your whole identity. Have have a have a life outside of fandom. That's all I'm saying. Um, it was a World Cup in '92. Colombia player own goal the net right in front of me. Lose the USA. Colombia player gets assassinated. Oh, Escobar. Huh? They did a thirty for thirty on that. Oh, is that right? The two Escobars. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. There you they go. They lost to the U.S. actually in that World Cup, and then the guy got assassinated like two years uh, two weeks later, I think. I'll have to check that. One. Have to check that one out. That's it's brutal. actually a good remember, 30 for 30. I remember that story now, now that you say about it, now that you talk about it. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. So, um, G-Money, the thing is, even if the Giants guy instigated the fight, you didn't have to paralyze the guy. 
Like, it's one thing if you want to talk about who started a fight, but first of all, just because somebody starts a fight doesn't mean you have to fight them. Um. Well, you kind of. Was it a three on one? Well, that's that's the thing. Was it was it fair? And at what point? You know, if it was a one punch situation where he hit his head, broke his neck, okay. But if it was a situation where he was down and beat, and I'm pretty sure they beat him on the floor. Yeah, I think that seems to be what I remember as well. I thought they stomped him. So yeah, that's there's there's a one thing to win a fight, and now there's another thing to put an unnecessary beat down on it. So if you want to make the case. The guy's talking some shit. Maybe he needs to be taught taught a lesson. I'm I'm old enough where I'm I grew up in that school. I'm okay with that. But once the guy's done, he's done. So see, G money. That's also a point, though. You can make an argument that you know people won't get hurt if they don't start anything. But based on fans, the point we're trying to make is somebody's going to start something from one side or the other. Especially when you're selling alcohol at the venue. That's just how it's going to go. Right. Right. Yep. That's that's the way it is. Well, I mean. <laughs> Well, we really need to stop drunk driving. Well, you have bars. So if you really... Well, though, if you want to actually stop some of these issues with fans at stadiums, maybe you should stop selling alcohol. Yeah, yeah. And I know that some baseball or some football will start... Uh, football teams will stop selling right around the start of the fourth quarter. That's exactly... Seventh inning, is, whatever. It is the end of the third quarter at Arrowhead Stadium. I'm just saying, but what do you do? You spend three hours pre-gaming it with a barbecue outside of the game. And then you're absolutely front-loading your drinking before they close the bars. Yep. So by the time they shut it down, people are nine beers deep and they're extremely belligerent. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. But I don't want to really harp on it. It's just kind of the point I wanted to make. No problem. Um, GR Black said, never bet against Dolphins, but I make money with the Dolphins over and unders to keep. There's no way to stop people from being crazy, but having a bunch of alcohol being accessible definitely doesn't exactly help the situation. Correct. Correct. Yep. Um... Money is more important than lives. Uh, yeah. You 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 nutshelled it right there, my brother. That's absolutely that's absolutely the, the the thought. No question about it. So, all right. Well, I don't know how we got down to this depressing rabbit hole, but oh, it was flares. Well, we brought in donkey today for fans. Yeah. Well, they it was well deserved too. So throwing let's th- flares at your at your own team is really like a Hall of Fame, like fan ridiculous move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh. That's an all timer. It really is an all timer. So, by the way, honorable mention for Donkey of the Day was Tommy Pham. Oh, uh, with the uh, fantasy slap? Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was kind of past the news cycle, so I ended up going with this one instead because it happened yesterday. The Pham one is just absurd. If you, if you don't know the story, they had a dispute about um, Jock Peterson allegedly trying to stash somebody on the injured reserve for one of their fantasy football weeks. For the record, I've done exactly what jock peterson's done in my fantasy league and it's like accepted practice well if the rules say you can do it then you should be able to do it it should be solved by the commissioner you know i don't know if it should be solved by the commissioner if the actual platform lets you store in a player who's ruled out in the ir spot that's not your problem the the actual software is letting you do it when they say he's messing with his money how much you think they're playing for in that league scott any idea uh, probably a fraction of Fam's overall MLB contract. Probably a fraction of what it cost him to miss three games, too. What do you think, 20000 Yeah, I would think maybe. 10 20 maybe. Probably. I'm Fam's making tens of millions of dollars. I'm sure he'll be fine. I, I saw that he was missing. Uh, he's going to miss, uh, I think, one hundred and ten or 105000 worth So of, worth I'm of just going to automatically associate Tommy Fam as being the MLB version of a Vander Kane, and that's kind of how I'm just going to look at it at this point. Okay. Fair enough. I don't hate that. Uh, absolutely brutal. So 
Got one playoff game tonight, Scott. Uh, Carolina has been involved 13 straight games where the home team has won. Uh, it's kind of impressive. NHL record. Does that continue tonight at minus 150? Is there any value? I'm taking the Rangers. Okay. I'm going to take a shot with them. The issue that I have with Carolina is the fact that even at home, they have not been very good offensively in this series. And Igor has been very good. And the issue, the main reason why I think Carolina might have issues. Do you think Ranta's atrocious performance in game six is going to linger for game seven? Because he was not very good in game six of the Bruins series. And he responded with a great performance in game seven. So I've seen him bounce back. And he has been night and day at home compared to the road, which sums up the entire Carolina team. But I think the Rangers can hang around. If you want an actual value bet, I don't mind. I don't mind overtime. I think you might see a very low-scoring game where both teams are going to have some chances, maybe not that high quality, but every game's gone under except for one. I'm not going to overreact to the high-scoring nature of game six. I expect another slugfest here I don't mind 1-1 or 2-2 for exact score if you want to go for some boosts but do I mind overtime no I think you'll end up seeing a close game but I think since it's going to be close and maybe going overtime I'll take plus money okay you uh Tim Merle by the way is uh, directly in contrast to what you're saying to your well, one and a half also could mean a close game you just pull the goalie and you score with 10 seconds left so if Carolina wins they should cover because we've seen teams pull the goalie and we've seen a lot of chaos down the stretch and the puck line has done very well Yeah. if well, you are in a favorable uh, empty net situation. But only one, only one of the six have not, has the puck line not been involved. I was going to say, but if I'm, if I'm comparing contrasting sports, it kind of reminds me of the Phoenix Dallas series. The home team just won every game. You're kind of penciling Cal, uh, Carolina to win again. And next thing you know, they uh, Whoops. struggle. Whoops. Now, it wasn't as bad because Phoenix was talking shit, and that came back to bite them. Carolina hasn't done that. Right. But if you're asking me, do I want to take plus money with the significantly better goalie in a must-win game, I kind of do. Okay, fair enough. That's that's, that's, legitimate, uh, that's a legitimate theory right there. Because... Once again, I don't mind Tim's play. We're both going for plus money. Well, I mean, Chris... we're just looking at where the value lies. I don't think there's any value at minus 150. Chris and I talked about this, the home eyes. Is it just a statistical? Is it just a statistical aberration? Is it all about that last line change? Why would a home uh, ice advantage be like that? I have no idea. Okay. I mean, from from my entire lifetime, home ice advantage has meant basically nothing. Okay. And it seems like the NHL and the NBA have traded places where home court doesn't mean anything, but home ice now means something, and I'm really just confused. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Ninja says Celtics in six Celtics win the championship prop bet. I might have to hedge my Warriors bet. I have a potential dilemma. I was rooting for Miami in game seven because I think we would agree Golden State would have beaten the crap out of that Miami team. Yep. The way they were playing with no question. And Miami was limping down the stretch, right. but you're looking at Boston. They have a couple of days off because game one's Thursday. I think Boston's a bad matchup for Golden State, but I'll tell you what, though, as the as the playoffs have progressed, I've become less impressed with Boston, right? Because of their brutal offensive execution down the stretch of games, it is hideous at times. Yeah, but do I think just that a, just about pissed it away last night? 
I was going to say, you look at how that game unfolded. You can argue if Jimmy Butler should have taken the three or not. Where do you and where do you where do you come down on that? Truth is, I was fine with it. Yep, me too. It didn't bother me. Yep. I understand people arguing, go to the rim, do whatever. Miami was on fumes. You have a shot to go for the win at home. You're looking at your overall team besides Adebayo and Butler. Your team was awful from no. top to bottom. And if you ignore Butler, you keep Adebayo's good numbers. If you take Butler out. Miami shot 32%. So do I think they would have survived overtime? No, I didn't mind it. No, I mean, what are you, what are you doing? You're, you're going you're gonna to drive for overtime at best? You get drive for overtime at best while giving Boston the last shot. Yeah. And people say, well, why didn't you take Horford to the hoop? You know, Horford was sagging off for a reason. It's because he knew Butler wanted to go to the rim. Right. So Butler, I would have had an issue if it was a contested three-pointer. Right. Which it was a little bit at the end, but it was a makeable shot. That's what Chris and I were talking. What do you what do you think? What percentage do you think your three point percentage goes up when you're it was uncontested versus somebody in your face? Ten percent? Uh More? I'd say uncontested, probably around ten to twelve. Yep. I'd say somewhat contested, maybe five. Okay. All right. So because that's you know, that's the argument as well, you know, he's not a he's not a three point shooter. He's only three for ten in the game. He's not a guy that shoots three pointers. And I'm saying if you're uncontested I, I think you go for the dagger there. I'm fine with it. Wide open, fine with wide it. open I mean, look, take a shot. Miami, I thought, had no business being in the game in the first place. And Boston really handed them every chance. I gave them, a, gave them an 11-0 run to almost end the game there. Just saying, when you're the inferior team for roughly 44 minutes, I don't trust you in overtime. Yeah, that's, that's, really, that's hard to argue with, for sure. But to um, go back to the point, Boston has really had issues closing games. And we know that Golden State is one of the best teams at executing down the stretch. Yeah. So if you want to talk about what I think is going to happen in the series, I like Golden State's chances more after watching Boston for the last couple of days. But I do think it's going to be a six or seven game series one way or another. Looking forward to it? Uh, no. I'm sweating my ass off for it. I mean, I got a 43 to one ticket on Golden State. Hit everything else. Yeah, it's the last thing I got, and it's a free bet, so we'll see what happens. Oh, so you don't lose anything? No, but the point is, do I want to hedge for a guaranteed 20 to one profit? Uh, I could do it selectively, where Boston, from what I've seen in the playoffs, has really been awful in game ones of series. So just hope Golden State wins game one, take Boston at maybe two to one and go from there. We'll yeah. see. But does it concern you at all that even though Boston has been very good on the road this season, Golden State is undefeated at home in the playoffs and Boston's five and four? It concerns me if I'm a Boston fan. Yeah, absolutely. Just saying. Absolutely. You can win a bunch of road games, but if you can't defend home court and Golden State has the massive streak of road games won in a single series. I believe they've won that in what, like 28 series in a row, 30 something series in a row. Yeah. That means Boston basically has to win two games in golden state minimum. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's the way it would appear on paper. Absolutely. And it would potentially be three because I'm not sure Boston would even be able to defend home court regularly. So they might have problems because TD garden, which is known for being a great home court has really not been that great for Boston in the playoffs. No, hasn't J.R. Black says he's a heat fan. He's fine with that shot. There you go. I mean, what do you want? You want the one player that carried the entire team on his back to try to win the game. And even if you want to argue, well, what's the odds of Butler making that shot? 30-something percent? Yes. Then you have a 30% chance of going to the NBA Finals. Give me the dagger. 
Give me the dagger. Of course, it would be lower because you'd have to get a stop on Boston. But right. let's just say you have a 25% chance to make the finals. Yes. Your team was dead to rights three days ago. Your team was dead to rights three minutes ago before before that Pretty shot. Much. You know? You'd have a 25% chance to go to the finals. I'm fine with it. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Can you tell me why that total dropped from 201 to 195 and a half? I had no idea. Okay. Somebody asked me about it on... Uh, my comment section for my video yesterday and I said I like the under and we both won because it was 196 and a half when I said that right. so I, I didn't get it but I wasn't going to so you thought it should have been lower no oh okay I just figured with the game seven history of being very low scoring Scott Foster on the call I figured you'd see some random referee shenanigans and I mean, you kind of did. They didn't call Secaucus. shit. They didn't call so they, shit. They, they kind of did from Secaucus because they took away three points ten minutes after it happened. Yeah, that was weird. No, I, so, I were you surprised how loose they called it in the fourth quarter? I don't know. Uh, eh, not really. I thought I thought there were some drives where you definitely could have called some fouls. Of course, but right. I expected that to be the case. It's Game Seven. You know, rub some dirt on it. That's usually what you hear for cliches. That's why Game Sevens are that historically low scoring. But I think it's part of the reason was they just didn't expect Bower to go for 47 again. They didn't yeah. expect Derek White to have 20-something points again. Yeah. Uh, super slices. I don't mind Jimmy Buck is taking that shot. What a terrible shot, though. Wide left and short. Yeah, it wasn't uh, – it, it, it didn't rim out. <laughs> it didn't rim out. It had really no chance of going in based on the form itself. But once again, if you're going to mess up on a shot, that's not really my concern. The concern is do I think that – the shot itself was fine. I do. I didn't have. A, I did not have a serious issue with it. J.C. Stone says take a Boston series four two and four three. That's if I want to go for a middle. Truth is, I would rather do that after game one. But to be honest, I don't really want to find a situation where I could pull your middle myself out of a couple thousand dollars. Right. So I'd rather just take the guaranteed profit. Okay. But I I want to ask you though. Assuming that the game does go to overtime, do you think there's any chance Miami pulls that out in overtime? Because I think it's slim no. at best. No. Although, I can see how you could make the argument. I mean, yeah, they look gassed. That Boston mentally would just be out of it. Well, the, and that, and they just gave up that run. So, obviously, yeah. Miami had a run in them. But you and I and everybody out there has seen basketball games many times where you're able to get close. You're able to either tie it or get within a couple after being down big time, and you just can't quite get over the hump. You yeah. just you've used everything you could to tie it, and you just don't have that one more in you. So, I'm fine with the shot. I'm I'm fine. I'll let him take that shot every single day. Uh, you I, want Butler shooting it? He got a decent look. Right. So right. Whatever. Marcus Smart almost screwed it uh, single handedly. Screwed it up late. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not a Marcus Smart guy. And if you want to ask why I think Golden State has a good chance to win the series, it's because of Marcus Smart. It's because when Boston's offense gets so stagnant late in games, Marcus Smart tries to play hero ball and he never makes any shots. No, no, he finally realized late, late there that he couldn't make any threes and started. And dri yes, he had twenty-four points, but I really want you to break down his point breakdowns per quarter, and I can guarantee you that his field goal percentage in the fourth quarter plummets. Oh sure, he does not make big shots. It's just not who he is. Yep, agreed. Uh, any baseball game you want to talk about before we get to the play of the day? Before we get to the farm. I had a play in the Tampa game. Line has moved pretty, I don't want to say handily, but it's moved maybe 10 cents. 
Okay. So that's decent in itself. Uh, besides that, I am not – I'll tell you what. I'm looking at Boston team total over again because besides the one game they screwed me on against Giolito, they've been crushing the ball. It's a high team total. It's about five and a half. But do you trust Baltimore's pitching in this matchup? Because Boston's been absolutely just raking. Yeah. That's a, and they're, uh, we, t- we talked about that. The bullpen is on fumes. So, no, it, that, could, that could definitely cascade for sure. I don't mind Oakland uh, first five maybe against Houston tonight. If you want to go maybe first five under with Valdez and Blackburn, I don't mind that. Yep. But that's another one I'm looking at. I did like the I did like the over. Keep an eye on the wind. I talked about that during the show with Chris. Uh, if you're if you're east of the Rockies, there's a good chance there's a double digit wind blowing out coming yep. out coming out of the southwest. Uh, you saw in Chicago that game seven six in the bottom of the eighth. I uh, got wind in Detroit. That game six five bottom eight. So yeah. those are both flying over. So I'm also looking at the Giants. Uh, I know that game starts in like 15 minutes, but he got Webb against Gibson. It's mostly just fading Philadelphia's bullpen at this point. Yep. Not only have they blown games, but they've used everybody, and they played Sunday night while using the bullpen and blowing another save and going extras. Yeah. The Giants are have been a streaky team. They're on the bit a bit of an upswing. I think you're getting a good price. Okay. Giants 7-2 and two in Logan Webb's starts, so that's definitely something to keep in mind for sure. I'm just saying, Philly's bullpen was bad when they were rested. Now they're not even rested. I think the Giants can win this game in a variety of ways. Good point. Good point. All right, my friend. Well, let's get to it, shall we? We have one thing left to do here on this beautiful Memorial Day before we all go out to the grills and get it on. You know what it is. It is a time once again... Put on your fancy red, white, and blue overalls. Maybe you got uh, maybe you got a nice straw hat you can throw on there. Get ready to do it, kids, because you know it, you love it. It is time once again to bet the farm. Moo. There we go. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Um, all right. Well, we do have a, a farm. What we, uh, oh, we had the under in the Carolina game. Scott, what happened there? Uh, went over. <laughs> I mean, I thought you were maybe going to do a, a in no, Ronta just sucked. Okay. There was really no way around it. Igor was very good, but Ronta got pulled. They gave up a couple of soft goals, and yeah, we really never had a shot for that one. Well, you know what? Never let it be said that we're quitters because that game. Uh, it didn't go well for us. So what are we going to do today, Scott? Well, we're going to go back to hockey. Beautiful. Game seven. But we're telling Ronta to get lost because we're only focusing on Igor Shosturkin, and we're going to take his save prop over 31.5 at minus 105. New York has won a decent amount of playoff games, but they've been outshot in virtually all of them. New York has allowed 38.9 shots per game in each of the first 13 playoff games. On top of that, in the last four games of this series, Shosturkin has averaged 35.3 saves per game. And if you want some other trends, Carolina has had at least 32 shots on goal in six of the 10 meetings. And Carolina has been very active at home recently when it comes to shots on goal, because Carolina has had at least 32 shots on goal in seven of its last 11 home games. But if this game's going to be somewhat close, which we think it's going to be, 
We know Igor is one of, if not the best goalies and the best goalie in the league. We think he'll go over because Carolina has been very aggressive offensively. And we think in game seven, they'll try to pepper a bunch of shots on net. Igor should probably face, what do you think, 35 shots, 36 shots? Got to be, got to be right in the mid-30s. So we'll go with the over. Yep, absolutely. All right, that's going to do it for the farm. Get yourself down on some hockey. Been a good series, some great hockey series. This one has been no exception. We look forward to grind it out with a bunch of shots on goal. So let's uh, that that uh, Rangers defense has definitely left a lot to be desired as they've been outshot by a lot in pretty much. Every I don't know game. if you said it by the way. Do you have any thoughts on the game seven in general? I know we got the farm play, but what do you think? Um, you know what? It's 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 hard to go against the home trend there. I'm just not laying 150. I can't do it. I I can't do it on a on a on a second string goalie pretty much for the entire year. That sucked in their last game. So. For me, sorry, Tim Merle, cover your ears. It's Rangers plus money or pass. That's how I'm looking at it. All right. Very good. That's it for the farm. That's it for the show. That's it for your Memorial Day weekend. I hope you guys close it out in fine fashion. Maybe some fireworks, maybe some barbecue, playing with the kids, whatever it is. Go out there and have some fun. Get some vitamin D going through your veins. And then tonight, let's win some ball games. Let's win some money. You guys have a great day. As always, thanks for being part of the show. We appreciate each and every one of you. Good luck, and Scott and I will be back again and do it manana, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we do our best to help you guys in that journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you then. Mm -hmm.